Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Faith in $5. $5, six countries, four months, and a one-way ticket to southern Russia. This is a book about faith, obedience, and miracles by Jonathan Nowlin. I hope you enjoy this reading of Faith in $5. Chapter 13. Onward to Israel. We arrived in Tel Aviv without incident. This was my first time in Israel and also my first time in the Middle East. What a change of environment from our last four months in the former Soviet Union. Being back in a first world country put me into reverse culture shock. One of the oddest things that I distinctly remember about arriving at the airport in Tel Aviv was the way my eyes were overwhelmed by the bright lights and colors, particularly of average signs. I had not seen brightly lit colors and signs for so long that it actually overwhelmed my senses for the first few days. The abundance of food also contributed to my culture shock. It was everywhere. You might think I had never lived in a first world nation up until that moment. When one has been deeply immersed in such a stressful foreign environment for a long period of time, one forgets much of who he is. The only downside to the abundance of food was that I could not afford to buy any of it. I was completely focused on saving my $50 toward the conference fees. But I also had to live for a few days in Jerusalem before the conference began. By God's grace, a local Christian worker housed and fed us for the first few days that we were there. So I didn't have to spend money from my carefully saved $50. After acclimating a bit to our new culture and environment, we decided to venture out to a popular Jerusalem hangout street called Ben Yehuda. This street is lined with restaurants, clubs, and shops. It is the center of nightlife for much of Jerusalem. Thousands of people crowd this street every evening, and I was about to realize that nothing can hide you from God's blessing, even in a massive crowd. As we walked along this crowded street in the early evening, I began to hear someone calling my name. I kept looking around, but I did not see anyone. Finally, I spotted a blonde head of hair coming my direction through the ocean of people. A young woman suddenly appeared right in front of me and yelled out over the crowd noise, There you are! Here I am, I yelled back. At first, I did not realize who it was, but soon recognized that this woman had participated in my discipleship program in Oregon during the previous year. What are you doing here, I asked loudly over the noise of the partying crowd. Looking for you, she said. I was confused. How did you know I would be here, I asked. She replied, God told me that I would find you down on Ben Yehuda Street tonight and told me that I was supposed to give you $65. Do you need money for something? I was floored. Not too much, not too little, and never too late. This was the hand of the Lord, and he was making the point that he was leading and he was providing. We moved out of the loud area of the street and sat down to visit at a cafe. I explained to her that yes, I needed exactly $65 in order to have enough to attend the conference 
I had registered for here in Israel. She handed me the money and said, I'm here for the same conference. God had drawn a number of his people to this event. Again, I was so impressed by the absolute trust in the voice of the Lord that this woman and also the woman on my team in Russia had demonstrated. True confidence in the Lord caused the women to become powerful in their obedience. God does not begin his personal communication and interaction with most of us by asking us to take a nation. He often starts out asking us small, simple, and personal questions and gives us very easy instructions and suggestions to follow. As we begin to act in obedience and agreement with the Lord on small things, he increasingly begins to build our confidence and trust in himself by asking us to do increasingly harder and more significant things. Quite often we find that we miss the still small voice of the Lord, even on the simple things, but the art of relationship is that you keep trying to hear and obey. Often now, I find that it's the small whispers in my spirit about seemingly insignificant things that turn out to be the voice of the Lord. And if I heed those quiet words in my spirit, I will be spared many mistakes and losses in life. It is truly a walk with the Lord, and just like all relationships, it takes time and intentional cultivation to develop a trusting and close relationship with God. Once you do, you find that it is the absolute meaning of life. There is nothing more awe-inspiring, rewarding, and life-giving than to have the creator of the universe not only lead you in the simple things in life, but also share the secrets of his heart with you. The Bible says in Psalms 25:14, The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. I can honestly say that this type of walk with God is available to anyone who will seek him out. If I and many other average followers of Jesus can cultivate this kind of relationship with him, then you can do it as well. Don't give in to the inner feelings of inadequacy that plague us all. Don't let the deceiver tell you that you have to be special, educated, perfectly behaved, or any other lie. None of this is true. Often I have found that the people who have the most enviable relationships with God are those who pursue a simple, and deep personal love relationship with their Heavenly Father. Ultimately, nothing else matters but this epic pursuit. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.